Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 114 of Bad Flips and Maple Dips. It's Patrick in Halifax, Nova Scotia, hanging out. It's finally above zero. I love it. Justin, you're in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, uh, which is where Gordy Howe grew up, uh, and he's the best ever. So, <laughs> therefore, everything from Saskatchewan must be good. How are you doing? Doing great, man. Yeah, it's warming up here. Probably going to go for a quick uh, quick lap or two around the block after we're done recording today. I uh, got to get get outside, take advantage after the, the deep freeze has, has th- began to thaw for us here. Yeah, I totally feel that, man. Let me tell you, just getting outside and feeling the sun on your face, it's like... It's a game changer. Oh, man, it feels so good. Seasonal affective disorder is real. Very, Ooh. very real. No question uh, about it. You know what else is real? Following us on Twitter. That's a <laughs> terrible transition. You can follow us at BFMD Podcast. You can check us out uh, at our brand new website, bfmdpodcast.com. More content coming to that soon. Uh, but in the meantime, check us out on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, TuneIn, and there's probably like a bunch more that we're, we're <laughs> yeah. on. Like Couldn't put them all on there. <laughs> yeah, some very obscure Kazakhstani website uh, or, you know, I heard we're big in Myanmar. Uh, <laughs> there's just like, we're just all over the place, man. We're just, we're everywhere. <laughs> you, yeah. Ha, I got a question for you, though. Before we get into baseball, Justin, uh, has there been any movies or anything that you've been watching? watching like recently that have kind of like really stuck with you or like they live rent free in your brain well uh i'm not sure if i've mentioned it but my my girlfriend and i have been going through star wars she had never watched anything before so we actually yeah just yesterday was it yesterday yeah yesterday we watched rogue one and a new hope back to back oh yeah so that was uh that was good she really enjoyed rogue one which which i was i was pleased with Yes. Um, she, she's so far, she thinks that the Clone Wars animated series is her favorite, which I have no arguments with either. So, so far, so a, good. Are you doing a chronological run? Yeah. So like we watched episode one and two, and then we went into the Clone Wars, came back with Revenge of the Sith, and then we watched Rebels and then Rebels. Yeah. And then we went to, and now we're, now we're going to be watching Empire here sometime soon, which is the goat Star Wars movie. But yeah, um, I, I love Empire Strikes Back, not just because it's like it's very subversive because at the end of the day, nobody goes home happy. But I also, I love the story of Vader. Like he's aggressively Mm -hmm. pursuing Luke Skywalker across the galaxy. He already knows. Oh, he already knows like the big, the big twist. I mean, sorry, it's a 40 year old movie. I can tell you. (laughs) It's not a spoiler. (laughs) Yeah. Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father formerly known as anakin skywalker the artist formerly known (laughs) isn't it isn't it crazy though how aggressively he pursues oh yeah luke and he they he takes shots at him man like he's trying to kill him at the same time like yeah he's not holding back yeah no for sure there's something very primal about it anyway i i love star wars too recently uh i've been picking at uh movies here and there and i watched this movie it's very old uh, it's from the year 2000. It's called Finding Forrester, and it stars Sean Connery uh, and a very young, uh, I think it's John Brown. 
Uh, great movie, worth checking out. It's it, it explores kind of how uh, the Bronx evolves uh, over the over the decades. This really old, famous author who's kind of a stand-in for J.D. Solinger uh, befriends a, a young uh, black teenager, and they kind of write together in uh, Sean Connery's his character's like apartment. It's it's I don't know it's just there's something about it that is just it's living in my head right now, and um, you know it's worth ch it's worth checking out, worth checking out. But let's get right into baseball, man. I'm I'm excited because we are coming off the heels of guest spotting on another show. Yeah, man. I I actually I don't know if I asked you this. What was the genesis of this? So so last last year. Uh for reference for people we were on uh at chewing cast uh big league chewing is the name of the show uh mike over there uh last year he had just slid into our dms and had asked if i wanted to come on and do a blue jays preview he does like a, a he's an angels fan but he covers the whole league so he kind of like goes around he asks people from different team related podcasts to come on and do like a, a season preview or just chat about their team for a bit um yeah. so he had just messaged us randomly last year on twitter and I had gone on and had a blast, and then he had uh, messaged us again last weekend. So I had said, "Hey, like, what? I should, I should, bring, I can bring Patrick on too if you want." And um, it was, it was fun. Yeah, we we bounced a lot of stuff back and forth, gave some some differing opinions. But uh, yeah, check out Mike's show uh, again at Chewing Cast on Twitter, Big League Chewing. Search for it. Then they host on Anchor as well. So show it to them for that. Uh, but yeah, that was a blast. We'll have to do it again next year. Yeah, that, shout out to him. What a good dude too. Like, yeah, super just, nice like, guy. Super easy process. It was just like it was just fantastic. I, I'm excited to do more stuff like that and have have uh, some guests on our show. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of cool to talk to fans of other teams and hear what they have to say about the Jays. It seems like there there is a lot of envy towards the jays right now especially the farm very, yeah which is very cool i like that i like that yeah feeling. it's nice to be in that position where we're not just looking at the rays and the dodgers and being like my god but yeah. uh <laughs> getting into some more baseball related news now uh this afternoon some of the proposed or not, not not proposed anymore but there's some minor league uh testing that will be done on some different experimental rules so triple a uh the least i guess uh, intrusive rule, I would say. Uh, they're making the bases larger. So they're moving the bases from 15 square inches to 18 square inches. So a, a bit of a bigger base. Um, they're expecting that their shorter distances between bases uh, created by the increased size will have a modest impact on success rate of stolen bases and also on the frequency of which a batter runner reaches uh, base on ground balls and bunt attempts. Three inches might not seem like a lot, but my God, when you're beating throws by or like getting put out by like the a, a toes length, that's the difference between being safe and out. And it's the same with the stolen yeah. base too. Like you see all these plays where the glove just gets down on like the fingertips before it gets to the bag. And that's not, no longer going to be the case. So it's going to be interesting to see how that one goes. Any thoughts there, Patrick? That's not a huge, uh, huge one. Now, that one's small considering some of the other changes that we're seeing in other levels of uh, of minor league baseball but you're you're right like that's it may seem like a small amount of space but it's not like it is and it isn't yeah 
It'll be interesting it to see when we when we look after the season at the comparison between stolen base rates and like bunt bunt attempts between this year and in 2019 just to see what the what the uh, percentage change would be especially like in successful rates too like they're saying so that'll be fun um double a this one's gonna be fun uh defensive positioning the defensive team must have a minimum of four players on the infield no more format outfields each of whom must have both feet completely in front of the outer boundaries and not standing in the outfield grass of the infield dirt depending on the preliminary results of this experimental rule change mlb may require two infielders to be positioned entirely on each side of second base in the second half of the double a season these restrictions on defensive positioning are intended to increase the batting average on balls in play or, or, or babip so they're trying to eliminate four-man outfields and potentially looking at eliminating drastic shifts so it's going to take away um, like the, the extreme shift where you see like the third baseman come over and play in shallow right field uh, against like a power hitting lefty infielders are going to be on the infield. So this is like the, the Justin smoke rule right here. Cause that guy got <laughs> killed by, by the shift. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that impacts a lot of power hitters in that league. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the batting average on ground balls increases to, because that's going to increase drastically, especially if they mandate, um, having two per side you can still shift a guy over but you can't put him in shallow right field anymore so that one's going to be fun i know lots of fans have been debating about shifts and how it's kind of on hitters to uh, hit around the shift but at the same time some guys just they're they're dead pull hitters just where they swing so i don't know i, I kind of i like this but at the same time i think it might be a little bit too harsh but we'll see how it goes what are your thoughts i think hitters should be responsible for trying to hit against the shift and I really don't understand for the life of me why more guys don't just bunt into the shift. <laughs> like, if I Chicks were, don't and, dig the bunt, Patrick. I, I know, but, like, if I, <laughs> regardless of whether or not I was a power hitter or not in MLB, I would, if I saw, like, a very prominent shift, I would just bunt and say, like, fuck you, I'll take the base. Yeah, fair it enough. It's a hit. It I'm with hit. you. Yeah. Chicks like, even if, dig the bunt. even if there was, like, two runners on... I would still like, and I was, I would just be like, fuck it. I'll try to advance the runners and I'll bunt against the shift. If I'm bunting against the shift, they're not going to be able to get to the ball in time. So I, I think that's, it's incumbent, I think, on hitters to change their mentalities at the plate. Um, this kind of kills part of the shift, but not really that much. Like, it's not that devastating. Um, I, yeah, this one, if, if the AAA change was mild, this is a medium. Yeah, uh, the definitely, definitely the most aggressive change. Uh, moving down to high A, calling this the step-off rule. Pitchers are required to disengage the rubber prior to throwing to any base with the penalty of a balk in the event the pitcher fails to comply. MLB did put this rule in the second half of the Atlantic League season in, in 2019, which resulted in a significant increase in stolen base attempts and an improved success rate after adoption of the rule. I'm not a huge fan of this one. Yeah, it's um, stupid. I think I think the the larger bases is great, but taking away a pitcher's weapon um, or a lot of their their potential to pick off runners and limit stolen base attempts is difficult. Uh, I I don't like this at all personally. I think this one sucks. Yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> like I'm on board with you. I I, yeah. I hate this. Um, but that's really all we have to say there. It's it's dumb. Uh, not too much to explain. 
low A, there's a few different things happening here. So in all low A leagues, pitchers will be limited to a total of two step-offs or pickoffs per plate appearance. While there is at least one runner on base, a pitcher may attempt a third step-off uh, or pickoff in the same plate appearance. However, if a runner safely returns to an occupied base, the result is a balk. So depending on preliminary results of this experimental rule change, MLB will consider reducing the limitation to a single step-off or pick-off per plate appearance. So this one's just, again, it's it's expanding off that last one um, where it's going to just have it so that you can only do like two pick-offs per, uh, per plate appearance. And again, like if the runner successfully returns to the occupied base, the result's going to be a box. So they're just making it so like there's no point in picking guys off anymore or even trying to. This it's is dumb. stupid. Yeah. It's really, really stupid. It's eliminating a psychological component of baseball. Yeah. If, if this one ever goes through, of, oh, man, if, I, I will riot. It's for, the, it's for the sake of what? Saving us, like, what, five minutes overall in a game? Like, Not on. even that much. It's maybe maybe two. But, but yeah, I, I don't like this. Um, they're going to segment a couple other rules by different areas of low A. So the southeast region, so, like, Florida – is in addition to the limitations of step-offs we just listed, MLB is also going to be bringing in the robot umps, the automatic ball strike system, or ABS, which is also your braking system in your car, not a great acronym, that began in the Atlantic <laughs> League and Arizona Fall League to in the select low-A Southeast games in 2019. Um, it's going to ensure a consistent strike zone and determine the optimal strike zone for the system. Uh, and I'm just going to go through the next one here too. It's going to be the low A West region. So in addition to the pickoffs uh, rule before, um, following successful pace of uh, of game rules, testing among Florida State League teams in 2019, on-field timers, there's going to be one on the outfield and two behind home plate between the dugouts, will be implemented to enforce time limits between delivery of pitches. So they're throwing up a pitch count, uh, like, a, like a shot clock basically, and inning breaks and pitching changes. The on-field timer used in low-A West will include new regulations beyond the system currently used in AAA and AA to reduce game length and improve pace of play. So that one's not huge because the, some, the minor leagues already have a, a pitch clock. Yeah. Um, but the ABS in the Southeast region is interesting. We saw that in the Atlantic League. And it was it was widely said to be, to be a good thing. Uh, they'll still have umpires, of course, uh, because they're only doing this to call balls and strikes. So anything like fair foul or outs on the base pass, et cetera, or box, et cetera, will still need an umpire's discretion. Uh, the, the automatic strike system, ABS, is just basically put in place to make sure the umpire gets the call uh, right. So interesting. Any thoughts on that? Uh, it was inevitable. Yeah, it's coming. It's Yeah, there's nothing we can do. Robo-umps are coming. Their error rate will be pretty close to zero. Yeah. Um, we saw some extremely egregious uh, <laughs> er mistakes made by. There's been a bunch in the spring already here too. Yeah, but... it's just it's bad. It's almost like umpires are getting worse. Well, a lot of the umpires are getting old. There's not a lot of young guys who are coming into the league, so the the, eight, the yeah. umpire eight, umpires are aging. But you got guys like Cowboy Joe West out there and Angel Hernandez, who's basically invincible at this point. Um, just for legal reasons, there's a whole thing about it. I won't get into it, but yeah, they got all these old guys who just can do whatever the fuck they want, and they just get away with it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I uh, I know like <laughs> I know you're an umpire, and I, yeah. uh, so I don't want to say like death to umpires. What I will say is that 
I man, I'm a I'm a I umpire local baseball in Saskatoon. I <laughs> I, I am by the no stakes. means I I have by no means ever called a game where I felt like I was altering the course of history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the stakes the stakes aren't very high in those games, although yeah. you know depending on who's I'm not in the Jim crowd, Joyce when I blew yeah. Armando Galarraga's perfect game. So. Oh my God, I don't want to talk about that. I was. Yeah. Let's just move on because I yeah. it's just making me mad. <laughs> um, in crazy but true news, the Texas Rangers are going to allow 100% capacity at Globe Life Park or Globe Death Park, as it will, will forever be known, for opening day. Uh, and that's going to be masks required. Oh, good old Texas opening up 100%, and the Rangers are going to be no exception. Um, super spreader, Patrick, coming up here yep. in Texas. Oh, yeah. 100%. You know it. You know it's going to happen. <laughs> And uh, anybody who goes to that game is putting themselves uh, and their loved ones at risk. Yeah. It's just really, really stupid. I think the capacity is about 40,300 or something, if I remember correctly, online. So over 40,000 people in, in, a, in a space. It is open air when they have their little roof open. But my goodness. Uh, I was talking to a person who I know who is a huge uh, Texas A&M football fan. And apparently they had 25% capacity at their football stadium this year and that was like 30,000 people because it was like a 100,000 seat arena which is our stadium which is massive so I mean what is with this obsession like are, Texas, are they man. do they have like a death wish they should just be handing yes. body bags when you go heading <laughs> out to uh, um, power of attorneys and all this kind of stuff too and they get in there just to make sure they have all their affairs in order um, <laughs> sticking with COVID news Joey Votto was diagnosed with COVID-19. He gave the Reds permission to announce it publicly. He is on the IL right now. So that's uh, hopefully Joey feels better soon. No word on how and when, where he was came into contact with anybody, but uh, it doesn't sound like any of the other Reds have, have gotten anything. I did some digging today, and it seems like it was an isolated case. So hopefully that is hopefully that is the case here. Um, we'll, we'll, I'm going to skip this one and come back to it for now. But the last thing before we talk about uh, some Canadian content um, Nate Pearson from Shy Davidi. I'm just going to throw this in here now. He threw from 120 feet on Tuesday, uh, and was slated again to do so again Thursday, which is the day we are recording, uh, ahead of a hoped side session this weekend. There are only two and a half weeks until the start of the April uh, first season opener at Yankee Stadium, and Mark Shapiro told uh, leadoff on Sportsnet 590. Uh, that it's hard to see Nate getting built up, although he added it is possible because we are still early in camp. Given Pearson's importance, expect the Jays to err on the side of caution. And Shapiro said that right now Ross Stripling is in the rotation. Uh, he made his debut uh, on Wednesday against Baltimore. Um, he was delayed in Texas due to the storm, and also his wife gave delivery to their first child, as we've already talked about on the show. Yay! Yeah, yeah. Stripling isn't expected to have any issues playing catch-up, but if he does, things get interesting. Merriweather is uh, out with a back injury. Tom Hatch is only starting, uh, making his first start on Friday, and Tommy Malone gets his first chance to get uh, in behind Hatch on Friday as well, too. So it doesn't sound like Nate's going to be ready for for opening day, but it seems like he is at least building back up to pitching off a mound and in sim games and such again. So the injury isn't serious. Given that there is no minor league season until May, it's been pushed back, of course. Um, it seems like Ross Stripling is in that rotation now. We'll talk about some other guys who have been um, pitching well and will will be in the rotation too. But Patrick, any any really insight into your, this article from Shai Davidi? 
Um, I mean, shout out to Davidi. I mean, he's he's a good writer. I, yeah. I like his I stuff. I like his stuff, too. As Sportsnet as... Uh, Puts out a good Hall of Fame ballot every year as well. Yeah, Always yes. proud of that. Yeah. It's cool to see him be part of Sportsnet. And uh, I don't know if he's necessarily an, an, an on-television personality or not. He is occasionally, yep, for Blue Jays yeah, pregame but with he's, Jamie. He's, he's, he's a great writer. So shout out to him for that. Um, just a couple of those paragraphs there were, were pretty darn good. Um, it's, I don't know, Ross Stripling. Look, I like Ross Stripling a lot. I want him on this team. I don't know if he's a rotation guy. Um, he is I, right now. <laughs> I mean, I like him as a depth guy for sure. I like him coming out of the pen. Uh, I have faith that he can, you know, throw three or three innings of like good, you know, good solid pitching. Uh, I don't know about starting, uh, yeah, uh, I'm really disappointed. It just seems like they're the Jays are very aggressive with Nate Pearson. They're like, every day there's news about what he's doing and them pushing forward his rehab. And I just wish he was he would get pushed off to the side so that way we, there wasn't this much pressure on him because like the media is just just like chewing this guy up. It's we're already putting him under a microscope, and he's only pitched like what twenty innings of MLB baseball 18 yeah yeah it's it's gonna be interesting to see he'll be in the big league rotation once he gets back but he won't be ready for opening day i don't see it happening no Uh, no, i'm not even sure julian merriweather's gonna be ready either because he hasn't pitched yet yeah Uh, and i don't it's really weird to me that thomas hatch hasn't done anything yet uh and it's been like two weeks into camp but I'm. There might be a nagging injury or something. I like think he was throwing. On. I think he was throwing side sessions and like sim games on the backfields. Okay. They've just been building him up a little bit as a starter. So. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. what it is. But even then, if he's only at that point and he's to ramp up, I feel like he's probably not going to be ready for opening day as a starter. Not as a not as a six to seven inning guy, but probably a four or five. But we'll see what we'll see what happens in the, on this. We're gonna have a lot of bullpen Friday. days anyway. Right? So. Yeah, it sure seems like it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, some Canadian content and some sad news. Uh, former Major League Baseball pitcher Rayal Cormier passed away on Monday. He was 53 years old, an Acadian native from New Brunswick. He played 16 seasons in the MLB with the Phillies, Cardinals, Red Sox, Reds, and Montreal Expos. Uh, rest in peace to Rayal Cormier. Uh, a little bit before my time in terms of my memories, but... Uh, do you ever see him pitch, Patrick? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, especially for the Expos. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's actually a Canadian Baseball Hall of Famer. Yeah, sure is. Which is very, which is very cool. Um, it's very sad, and I'm glad we got a chance to sh- just give him a shout out here. Um, there was a lot of really well written pieces about him uh, over the last uh, last uh, few days, and mm-hmm. uh, shout out to him, Canadian Baseball Hall of Famer. Yeah, pitched uh, in 683 career baseball games. So that's pretty good. Yeah, started for the first few years of his of his career, and then moved to the bullpen and had a nice long career. Played until he was 40 years old. So uh, rest in peace, Rayal Cormier. You will be missed by Canadian baseball fans and uh, people who love the game everywhere. Into Blue Jays results, we've got three games to cover on March 9th, which was Tuesday's game. The Blue Jays, of course, had an off day on Monday. We'll talk a little bit about uh, about what was going on uh, as we get through. But uh, the Jays beat the Phillies 4-1 to one on Tuesday. Steven Matz with another strong start. Went three innings, one hit, struck out three. 
uh, Chatwood, Liriano, Dolis, and Phelps all pitched a, a perfect inning each and racked up five combined strikeouts. Ryan Barucki had the lone blemish uh, on, from the bullpen on the day. He gave up an earned run on two hits, but did strike out two batters in his inning of work. Yeah, Jordan Romano, good. yeah. Jordan Romano threw an inning, gave up a hit, a walk, but struck out the side as well. Uh, offensively on the day, Vladi did some damage. He had a walk, a run, and an RBI on a sack fly. And then Logan Warmuth, Marcus Simeon, Bo Bichette, Lourdes Griel Jr., Tyler White, Alejandro Kirk, and Chavez Young all had a hit each. Nobody really stood out that day. It was only a 4-1 game. Um, Steven Matt's the big story along with the bullpen that day, Patrick. I'm really impressed with Steven Matz, um, but I'm he also... He is throwing strikes, my friend. I know. I'm really impressed with the pitching staff in general. Look at the look at the line. I mean, we're looking at uh, 13 strikeouts. Yep. And that wasn't a full game, was it? That was like a set or seven or eight? Uh, I think it was a... Well, let's do the math here. We had three innings from Matz. It was a nine-inning game. Was it? Oh, okay. Yep. Well, I Three mean, from so Matt, 13, 13 four from the scoreless boys, one from Brecky, and one from Romano. Yeah, but that yep. little that like combo of Liriano, Dolis, Phelps, Brecky, Romano that we've seen that combo trotted out every like second day, <laughs> second or third day, and they've been fantastic. Yeah, they've been very good. Um, pretty much all of those guys. Uh, obviously, Liriano is on a minor league deal, but looking like. Uh, he might make the team here. So we've got a, that was a pretty good preview of what our bullpen could look like. And if they can do that every couple of days, my goodness, that'll be, that'll be nice. I feel like our 26 man has to be a bullpen arm at this point, because if you look at it, like between our, whoever our rotation is there, there's gotta be space for Nate Pearson when he returns. Yeah, I think you can have 14 pitchers on the roster. Uh, I think that's the limit, and I'm pretty sure we'll be at that number. Most teams well, will. Well, I mean, you look at it, Matt, uh, Chatwood, Liriano, Dolis, Phelps, Baraki, Romano, uh, yeah. Tim Meza is probably going to make this team. Yeah, and then we'll you've got him Kirby, shortly. Kirby Yates, he's a lock. There's yep. just, there's, and Anthony Kay. There's just so many mm-hmm. guys that we could have for a bullpen. I feel like it's just smart for us to come into camp with like an extra arm instead yeah. of an extra player and then when Nate comes back depending on what he is, shifts into someone is probably going to get the boot and it'll probably be uh, unfortunately uh Liriano who gets the boot it could uh, we'll be see. yeah uh on in Wednesday's game March 10th against Baltimore the, the <laughs> shitbirds did beat us four to three uh Ross oh. Stripling did make his debut as mentioned above but he went two innings give it three hits but struck out two over two scoreless uh, Anthony Kay had the kind of the blemish on the day. He worked three innings. His first inning was rough. He gave up uh, a walk, two hits, and two earned runs in that first inning, but then retired the next six batters that he faced or the next two innings. Um, so he's pitched seven innings so far this spring, and that was his only rough inning so far. So kind of a brief blemish on his radar. Uh, Jonathan Davis continued his strong spring. He had two singles, a walk, and a run. Forrest Wall had a home run, and Joe Panic had two singles and a couple RBIs as well. So uh, a few guys battling for roster spots there in Davis and Panic and Anthony Kay, who had decently strong outings. Um, any thoughts on, on that game, Patrick? Man, can you imagine if Jonathan Davis had power in his bat? Like, we would be <laughs> screwed. We would have to make a trade. Because we're in such a bad situation right now with having uh, basically, what, five out, five guys right now who... Yeah. 
deserve to make the team for the outfield, but we can't carry that many. Because like I just said, our 26 man's probably going to be a bullpen arm. It's just crazy to, to think of like just how well uh, Josh Palacios and Jonathan Davis have both played, and they're like competing against one another. It's just weird. And then also Forrest Wall uh, going one for one with the home run. Do you think he's earned a promotion? Uh, maybe not necessarily to uh, the show, but do you think he'll crack tri- AAA this year? Yeah, definitely. He'll be there. I yeah. I think that he'll he'll be a September call up to the bigs as well, too. Could be interesting. I'm very interested as well to see what happens to uh, Panic. He made the team last year. This year he's in on a minor league deal, kicking around the team. Uh, and he's been good, but, like, can we justify having a guy with zero power? I don't know. Uh, I think just for the defensive flexibility, the fact that he can play second, third, and short, he he's going to make the team just for that. Um, he's a good guy who can come in late in games. But um, last game, the game from today, Thursday, March 11th, the Jays uh, beat up the Tigers 10-6. to uh, outside of a rough two thirds of an inning from Ty Tice, it would have been a different. It would have been even more lopsided. Tanner Rowork, his second great outing of the spring, he went three innings with a hit and three strikeouts. Uh, Kirby Yates made his debut. He threw nine pitches, eight strikes, uh, gave up two hits, but got out of the inning quickly. Love to see that. Tim Meza, another strong outing, uh, one inning pitched and two strikeouts. As mentioned, Ty Tice were two thirds of an inning. Give up four hits, five earned runs, a walk, and but did strike out two. A little wild there, a little oofta. Vladimir Guerrero hit a piss missile. He actually hit three piss missiles today. One of them went out of the yard. Two of them were singles, had four RBIs. George Springer hit a home run in the first inning. Alejandro Kirk went oppo. And Randall Grichik also hit a home run today, too. Ben Wagner tweeted out that on top of his work today, we also learned that in yesterday, so Wednesday, uh, in an intra-squad game, Vladi hit a pair of home runs there too, so that mid-March timing is coming along nicely. Offensive outburst today from the boys, Patrick. You love to see it, especially <laughs> when we have an opportunity to see Vladdy just go out there and absolutely rock the baseball. Uh, I saw the exit velocities on all of his uh, hits, and they were crazy. They were all at least 109 or something like that. Yeah, uh I think 100 and 111 on the home run. So that was a, that was nice to see. And yeah, it was a 20 degree launch angle. So if he can hit some balls like that, there are going to be a lot of home runs off his bat this year. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of four 450 foot home runs. Shout out <laughs> though to Kirby Yates. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> like, calm down, dude. It's, it's spring training. You don't need to mow everyone down. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice to see uh, a quick inning. I mean, you, you do the math. I mean, he gave up two hits, but only threw nine pitches and struck out a couple. So, uh, <laughs> I'm not, sorry, no, he didn't strike out anybody. I was thinking of Tim Mesa. But, yeah, I got out of the inning quickly. Yeah, I don't I don't know if there's much <laughs> more to talk about because, like, like we still have um, – we still got a long way to go before spring training is over. Uh, a lot of games to be played. But, like, I'm really feeling good about the bullpen. Me too. Yeah, it's looking good. Um and we'll next time we record, we'll do a we'll do a spring training hot versus not. Uh, we we haven't done that yet. We're waiting for some more of a sample size. Uh, I did look up some numbers today, and there are some guys who look like they're going to be off to a real hot start. Um, but that's going to be it for today on BFMD. 
for Patrick out in Halifax, it's Justin here in Saskatoon. Remember, follow us on Twitter at BFMD Podcast, online at BFMDPodcast.com. Listen on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, TuneIn, and so many more platforms that are out there. Thanks again for listening. We will catch you guys all in a few days. <laughs>